I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to WrestleMania. Yes, it's finally here. It's upon us. Uh, it's WrestleMania week. And uh, as wrestling fans, obviously, this is a bit like our Christmas. We all get a bit excited because there's just so much happening and so much to talk about. So here we are with this WrestleMania special edition of the uh, the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index uh, podcast channel. Uh, myself, Andy Wills, here uh, as host, of course, to uh, talk you through, but I won't be doing it by myself. Oh, no, 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 no. Of course, my uh, on-air tag team partner, Mo Chatra, is here with me. And Mo, great show for us tonight. We've got lots to talk about. I know we ran down the card last week, but um, between NXT, Hall of Fame, Nostalgia, go-home shows, and so much more in between, it's, it's going to be a jam-packed hour, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really kicking off big time now um, for wrestling fans. It's the biggest time of the year if you're a wrestling fan. Obviously, WrestleMania this weekend. We've got NXT TakeOver. We've got the WWE Hall of Fame. And if you're into other promotions, um, they've all assembled in Orlando now. And um, starting tonight, um, one of WWE's independent affiliate promotions, Evolve, um, is running um, its first show of the weekend. Um, starting in two or three hours' time as we record this. So, um, yeah, it, it's all happening. Um, you know, the, the entire wrestling world seems to have assembled in Orlando. It's just us that are not there, but, um, you know, we're certainly there in spirit. And, um, you know, we'll certainly be conveying that over the next hour on this uh, latest instalment of the Pro Wrestling Index. Yeah, as we say, so much to talk about, so much to talk about. And like you say, Mo, you know, there is so much happening in and around the area. It's not just about uh, WWE. It's not just about WrestleMania itself. Obviously, yes, there is the Hall of Fame. There's also NXT. Like you said, there's Evolve. So many more indie shows running in the area. Uh, there's events, you know, one-man shows um, like Jim Ross and such forth that, you know, as a wrestling fan, it is just, I guess it's the, the equivalent of going to a comic con. If you were a comic fan, there's just everything and anything happening. It's an extravaganza. There's people from all over the world. It's, it's just an unbelievable event and it's, it's a happening. That's, that's basically what it is. It's an annual happening. 
So let's get things started with NXT TakeOver. Uh, and more, in all honesty, I don't really want to go through it match by match because it, whew, I'll be honest here, even as, as a fan of NXT, and I've been watching it for probably three years plus now, uh, week on week in, week out, and, and I really do enjoy the product. I do think it's kind of dropped off mostly as of late. I think it's kind of suffered a bit from um, the brand split and being raided quite heavily. But three matches, the title matches, do stand out on this card. And to start it off with, let's let's look at the, the tag team title match, a three-way tag team title match between the powers, the, sorry, the powers of pain, <laughs> the authors of pain. Is that a Freudian, uh, Freudian slip there? Uh, the really authors nice. of pain, <laughs> DIY and revival. This match, I am looking forward to more. Um, as am I. Um, I have to agree with you though. The uh, weekly TV show I'm increasingly finding to be a chore to get through. Um, now, I, I felt this way for um, a good while now, probably a year or eighteen, maybe not eighteen months, but um, certainly the best part of a year. I remember early 2016. Um, the weekly show, at least, um, was really not doing much for me. Um, I thought it slightly improved towards the back end of last year with some of the title changes and some of the stuff that was going back and forth between Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Um, but again, since Joe has left, I think it's dropped off. And um, certainly the women's divisions really suffered uh, with pretty much all of their best talent having left in the last um, 18 or so months. So... It's it's going through a transitional phase, and um, it's not probably going to be a stronger takeover event as we've seen in the past. Um, but I think this tag match, the elimination tag match, uh, will be um, probably the second best match on the show. I mean, DIY and the Revival, we know what they're capable of. They had a fantastic match of the year contender only, what, four months ago, um, just before the Survivor Series at the takeover event then. And uh, Authors of Pain um, at the last TakeOver show when they won the tag titles um, had a heck of a match against the IY. So, you know, though the Authors of Pain are clearly still green and nowhere near the level of workers that the IY and the Revival are, um, you know, the, the three teams, uh, I'm sure between them will um, muster up enough, you know, great memorable spots and uh, assemble a really good match. And uh, I, I think that. Um, the Authors of Pain will retain the titles. Um, I, I feel that um, at least one of the three tag teams will be moving up to the main roster. We'll talk about that later on. Um, but uh, Authors of Pain for me retain, and I think it'll be pretty damn good. Yeah, I can't see anything but the Authors of Pain retaining here myself. Uh, and just kind of, just slightly off topic here, just to contrast this takeover with the one a year ago, which probably over in, in some ways overshadowed WrestleMania itself. It was such a great event. It really was. And there was so much excitement and anticipation in the air ready for that one. Not quite the same here. And that is a little bit of a shame. So yeah, NXT has taken a bit of a hit. It is a little bit um, in the, in the doldrums, so to speak, you know, it's just, just thin on the ground for uh, recognizable talent. So it, it's a, a a real sort of trying time for them, a transitional time, as you said. So going to be interesting. And for the women's uh, title match between uh, Asuka and Ember Moon, 
more I, I can see a title change here. I, I think it's it's finally time for it to happen and the women's division has really gone under a transitional time, like you mentioned, and perhaps um, if Asuka moves on and Ember Moon is a champion, perhaps, it, you know, I keep saying perhaps, uh, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, um, with w- what fans may perceive as a bit more of a level playing field, maybe that might in some way actually help the women's division uh, kind of rebuild itself somewhat. No, that's a good point. Um, Asuka's so far and away um, the best talent on the women's roster that she really does overshadow all the rest of them. You know, it's coming up to a year now since she won the um, title at NXT TakeOver Dallas uh, before last year's WrestleMania. And, um, you know, it, it's been a good title reign, but, um, you know, she's been so dominant, including against opponents that um, you'd expect expected her to have had a bit more of a challenging um, kind of program with. But, uh, you know, it, it's really coming up to the time at which she needs to step up to the main roster. She's really far too good to be in NXT now. NXT, bear in mind, is supposed to be the developmental brand uh, where um, you know, up-and-coming talents come in or established talents from elsewhere come in just to polish up on the WWE way of working. Um, you know, she's had that time now and it's really high time she steps into either Raw or SmackDown, preferably the latter. Um, so for that reason, um, it would be the, the right thing for Ember Moon to win the title and um, take the women's division in a slightly different direction. Uh, as I've mentioned, you know, in, uh, a few weeks back, you know, they've got a couple of decent um, talents coming in to um, NXT um, in the upcoming weeks. So. Um, you know, who, who are pretty good compared to some of the others that they've got on the women's division at the moment. Um, but yeah, Asuka, you know, has to move on and therefore Ember Moon should um, win the title. It, it won't be a great match, obviously. Um, Ember Moon's, you know, not, not a fantastic worker by any means, but uh, I think it will still be perfectly fine. And um, I'm, I'm really hoping it is a title change because if it isn't, then, uh, you know, it, it just makes the division feel even more. Um, more stale than it already is. Yeah, I mean, Nikki, Nikki Cross is, is you'd, you'd think, is probably the next logical person that, that could step up to that, and, and that might be an ideal opponent for Ember Moon. Uh, she's a really good talent. She's a really good worker. Got a got a new type of character, got that nailed down, so it would then take NXT off in a new direction and, and just allow them to move on. So, Interesting times ahead. But what about the the NXT title match? Um, Bobby Roode's absolutely glorious in, in this in, over this past year, you know, leading up to it. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I've been slightly disappointed in his time actually as champion, and I think that's not so much down to him as just the way the show has gone. It's, it's kind of almost took a bit of a shine off him. And this, I feel, will be a you know a great match between Rude and Nakamura, but not I'm not I don't feel as pumped and as excited for this match as as I, as I really should be. Yeah, I mean it's a case of um, Rude's title reign being a, a victim of the poor booking on the weekly show. Um, it you know the, the show being an hour long should be ideal to get. Um, 
talents over and feuds over um, because you can pace things out better. You know, you don't have to have um, an oversaturation of um, programs or of individuals or tag teams by them being presented every single week and sometimes two or three times in a show and having the same match with the same opponents over and over again. Um, so they've got that advantage with the one-hour show, um, but they lost a great writer in Ryan Ward to SmackDown, and he's been doing a pretty good job over there. And I don't know who's replaced him, but um, they're clearly not as talented as Ryan um, is. And you know, it, it's for that reason that you know this title reign for Bobby Roode hasn't really built up a head of steam since he won the belt a couple of months ago. Um, I, I do think, though, however, that uh, you know he he will be retaining the title. Um, I'd be surprised to see Nakamura win, purely because I think that he, like um, Asuka, is primed and ready to step up to the main roster. You know, he's in his late thirties, and um, time's running out for him. Um, you know, he can't be spending another six, nine, twelve months in NXT. He's ready right now. He's arguably the best talent in the entire company. Um, so for him to still be stuck in developmental, um, you know, for me is just um, a bit of a nonsense, really. So for that reason, Nakamura has to lose. Bobby Roode has to retain. I- I'm sure it will be a-, a really good match, though, and um, you know, it'll-, it'll be a fitting end to the show. Um, but if it's a Nakamura win, then again, you've got to question exactly what the thought process is about. Um, who deserves to go up and who doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it, logic sort of tells you that everything kind of looks laid out, but you never know with WWE sometimes. But, um, yeah, it should, as you say, it should still be a cracking match. So, I mean, we, we've kind of skated around it, but after this uh, takeover uh, program, more, who do you think then? Who who's going to move up to that main roster? Do do we pick some names out here? Because I know one name that has been mentioned a few times by a few different people is Ty Dillinger. Now, personally, I don't think this would be the right time to move him, even though he's you know his ten gimmick did get over with the crowd and especially at Royal Rumble. You know that was a nice moment. Personally, I think it would make more sense to hold that off to the summer. Uh, even later in the year, kind of build him up towards perhaps being, you know, the the guy who takes the belt at the next takeover event at SummerSlam, really build his character, get him actually hot before he moves across. I I don't want to see people move across, move up to the main roster and basically become jobbers, as as for want of a better word. So, so who do you, who do you see then moving up after after this event? Well, we have to stop agreeing like this, Andy, but um, I totally agree. Ty Dillinger's the uh, perfect opponent for Bobby Roode um, for this uh, um, for post takeover. You know, Bobby Roode needs a new opponent, um, assuming Nakamura loses the t- loses the title match, and um, Ty Dillinger's over. Um, he's talented, and um, you know he'd be the right opponent, the perfect opponent um, for the takeover prior to SummerSlam. Um, but Nakamura, Asuka are two that I certainly think are ready and I'd be surprised if they aren't brought up um, you know, imminently. Um, of that tag team match that we discussed earlier, I think that um, the revival, their time is now. 
They worked hard in NXT for several years. Um, they've proved themselves over and over again. Last year on the NXT house shows, um, they were consistently uh, putting on the best matches on um, those events. And, um, you know, they work really hard, very well liked within the company. Um, they've done everything right. You know, model professionals, you know, if, if, if what they've done isn't enough for a call up right now, then I really don't know what is. Um, but, you know, it, it's typical that after uh, WrestleMania, four, five, even six acts do get brought up. Um, but I think on this occasion, because there is that kind of um, lack of depth, I think we might just get the three. I think one male, one female, one tag team, and that will be a lot for the time being. Um, and I, I personally don't have a problem with that. I have to agree. I, I, we, we are agreeing a lot here tonight, but yeah, I do have to agree. Yeah, Nakamura, Ask, uh, Revival, they they absolutely jump off the page. I do, I mean, I, I, made, I did make my prediction last week that um, we could see the Revival form, help, you know, form part of a stable on Raw with Triple H and uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. And as a, as a kind of like a dark horse option, I think perhaps we might even see DIY appear on SmackDown just to, uh, to fill out that roster there and be someone new to feud with not only the Usos, perhaps American Alpha as well. So, but yeah, I, I can't see any more than, than, than those though. I really can't. And, and it would be detrimental. To uh, to NXT at this point to to hit them even harder than they already have been, so yeah, I'm I'm I am looking forward to the event because they're always good to watch. Not quite as excited as previous ones, but I do think overall this will be a good show. And and like yourself, just hope that they don't get um, hurt too much by call-ups. No, I agree. Um, it's um, you know a great show, um, also because of the fans as well. Um, you know, the, the fans that turn up are the real hardcore WWE fans and they create an amazing atmosphere. And, and the other added thing is because it's WrestleMania weekend, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of fans coming over from the UK. And it's the British fans that are arguably the most vociferous of all of the WWE fans from around the globe. And they really make uh, the takeover shows, um, a very memorable one. If, if nothing, if nothing else, then they're, uh, very unique um, chants and songs and all the rest of it. So the atmosphere should be great, and um, for, for that for that alone, you know, it should be at least a decent event, if not a really good one. Yeah, that's an excellent point because the atmosphere really adds to a show. So yeah, the atmosphere can definitely uh, help that notch it up a little bit, and um, that 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 in itself will be something to look forward to. Uh, is the crowd. Uh, something else I am looking forward to is the Hall of Fame. It is, it's always been one of my favorite uh, things. I personally, I just like the old stories. I like the induction speeches. I like the, the, the people inducting them making the speeches. Um, apart from Vader <laughs> decided he needed an hour and a half to induct someone, but I, I am looking forward to this one more. And I mean, I think it is a good class this year. The, you know, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, Beth Phoenix, Rick Rude. Kurt Angle, I, I, I think we've got um, a, a really good class of uh, 2017. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, a really nice lineup, and uh, you know, we've got a nice mixture. And uh, obviously, it, it's more than just the Hall of Fame for the WWE. It's become more of a 
Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame now. And, um, you know, you've got the likes of the Rock and Roll Express that um, made their names in uh, NWA and um, various territories, WCW, Smoky Mountain, motions like these, and um, a classic tag team that inspired many, not least of which um, the Rockers and um, one Shawn Michaels, who uh, arguably was a star of that tag team. Um, but, you know, as a long-term fan like yourself, um, really enjoy um, these events and seeing these um, blasts from the past, from the past um, turn up and tell their stories. And uh, who can forget the fabulous Freebirds last year, one of the all-time great inductions. And um, some of the stories from uh, Michael P.S. Hayes were just absolutely brilliant. Had the crowd, in, uh, the audience in stitches. And um, I'm sure we'll get some uh, cracking stories as well um from um the people that are being inducted as well as those that will be inducting them so um a real good feel feel good event and a, a perfect curtain raiser um to the weekend and obviously that will be taking place um on the friday night stroke saturday morning at uk time so uh can't wait for it yeah uh, that will probably be something that i watch when i get up on saturday morning uh, I don't think I'll be staying up to like one o'clock in the morning UK time to, to watch that. <laughs> I, I will, however, get up a little earlier than usual on a Saturday morning and I will enjoy watching that. So there you go. Uh, now, more before we, uh, before we plow on uh, any further, I, I've just, just to let everyone know that because we're going to be doing nostalgia and, and to uh, forewarn you yourself, I do want to uh, get yourself warmed up is uh, before we really crack into WrestleMania things is we will be having a WrestleMania quiz shortly. So um, the listeners at home, get yourself prepared. If you want to get a pen and paper and mark yourself down, if you want to uh, go along, see how many you get. But before we, uh, we, we really sort of crack into uh, full WrestleMania mode, what about the go home shows this week more uh, raw SmackDown? Was there anything that caught your eye? Because I'll be honest, I, other than, a very good John Cena uh, promo, and and I don't think John Cena is fantastic on the mic. I must, he delivers just cheesy scripted promos most of the time for my liking. But I thought he gave a really good promo. Other than that, I, I found Raw SmackDown to be pretty nondescript. I thought they were very safe shows. Um, they really didn't go out of their way to do anything particularly noteworthy. Um, all of the stuff that they presented on both shows were the types of angles that you know, we've seen a thousand times and contract signing and um, you know, things like this. And it, there's just nothing imaginative, nothing that was out of the box, nothing that really made you sit up and take notice. Um, and, and unfortunately that that's the way that, um, you know, we, we, we get television, Know, delivered to us um, from WWE, um, there's very, very little that um, really you know, grabs your attention. And often the, the stuff that does is uh, stuff that's real. Um, you know, if you think back to last year, um, one of the more notable events was the retirement of Daniel Bryan um, and the whole way that that was done uh, was very good. But that again, that was all reality. And um, you know, when it comes to formulating storylines and creating interest in um, two individuals, two tag teams, two groups, 
going at it and creating interest and intrigue in their rivalries. Um, it's something that WWE struggles with. Um, but, you know, WrestleMania um, is, is something that um, almost can get by without that kind of hype nowadays just because of its history um, and um, its lineage. It's been going for over 30 years and um, just the uh, value attached to that alone um, helps to create the interest in the event, even if the storylines going into the show um, and the matches themselves um, aren't the most inspiring. Uh, but, um, yeah, I agree. The TV wasn't all that um, great this week. Um, the Cena promo on um, Miz and Maurice was you know, superb, one of his best uh, for quite a while. And, um, you know, in fact, Miz and, Marie, uh, Miz and Cena back and forth in recent weeks have been delivering probably the best promos um, to kind of hype up WrestleMania. But um, the ending to Raw was really uninspiring. And, um, you know, a lot of the other stuff um, in terms of the undercard action um, didn't really do anything for me. E- even the stuff between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, um, you know, after they had that magnificent angle a few weeks back where, Owen's turn on Jericho. Since then, it really hasn't done a great deal for me. But I mean, all that said, you just know that come WrestleMania, they'll have a killer match. So um, you could almost forgive them for having a slightly subdued, slightly underwhelming build-up to the to the show and to their match. Um, but yeah, t- TV wasn't great this week, and I'm hoping that um, next week it's a complete turnaround and um, there's some momentous stuff. Um, that sets things up nicely for the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, I, I will. I will um, actually give some props to uh, to Seth Rollins. He gave quite possibly his best babyface promo, you know, because it felt so impassioned. Uh, and since he's turned, so that that was a good promo as well. The only other thing of note was probably Naomi reappearing uh, on SmackDown. That was a surprise. Um, I've got to say, got the best hair in the business, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, if if she's she's ready to come back, why bring her back on TV? You know, a few days beforehand, why not save that for the night? You know, to get to get a pop from the crowd. Um, I, I was a little confused by that more. Well, exactly. I mean, it's not as if Naomi, with respect, is going to pop a rating. Um, it's not as if hundreds of thousands of people are going to tune away from whatever show they're watching to tune into SmackDown. Oh, God, Naomi's turned up on SmackDown. Blimey, let's turn the channel. That's not exactly going to happen. It would have been nice to have uh, make the return as a surprise um, at WrestleMania. That's what we all expected. Um, I don't think any of us expected her to return to TV um, this this week. Um, But she has. It was nice to see her. She got a really good reaction. Um, But I think it would have been um, a stronger... Um, way to do the whole thing if she just made her return at, at WrestleMania, but yeah, especially as a hometown girl, you know, yeah. as a surprise entrance, I thought she, I think she would have got a terrific reception. It's probably taken a slight edge off her reception now because people know that she's coming out. So it is, it is a little bit of a shame. And I also, I've got to say, I hate the um, all the the special effects and, and, and all of the little tweaks and everything that go into the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt stuff, 
you know, it just, oh my God, you know, I know, I know you're asking me to suspend my disbelief, but I'm not going to suspend it that far. I, I, you know, Oh, it was just awful. I'm not watching a horror movie. (laughs) Hokey nonsense. Yes. Just uh, crap. Yeah. But yeah, but on the whole, as you said, just very, very safe shows, five hours of filler and, and basically just kind of uh, not hype, but, a bit of promotion for for the event, so yeah, not 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 the best go home shows. It, it has to be said. So anyway, that 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 let's put TV to bed and let's get out, start getting ourselves uh, wound up and excited for the weekend ahead for WrestleMania itself. And and um, Mo, as the head analyst, I have to test that great big wrestling brain of yours. So oh, I, no. I've, I've <laughs> you know how they turned out last time for the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I caught you off guard slightly with the Rumble one, so I, I'm hoping um, you've warmed your brain up here now with a, a slight bit of um, forewarning. Although you haven't seen the questions, I must, uh, you know, m- make that uh, point abundantly clear. Uh, so here's a WrestleMania quiz for you. Let's see how you get on. The first one I've got is: Can you name the main event? Of WrestleMania one. Oh, that's an easy one. Um, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Absolutely correct. Uh, and what year was that? Um, 1985. Yes, it certainly was. Uh, next up, how many times have The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin fought at WrestleMania in one on one matches, I should say? Um, is it three? It certainly is. Can you name them three? Uh, WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I've got that bit. <laughs> <laughs> no more stalling for time. Come on. 14. Ooh. Uh, no, he wasn't. No, no. He fought, no, he fought Shawn Michaels at 14. Sorry. Um, he no, it'd be 15. Um, yes. 17. Yes. And 19. Correct. Absolutely correct. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, Undertaker is known for the streak, but at which WrestleMania did it begin? It began at WrestleMania 7 with a victory over Superfly Jimmy Snooker. It certainly did. And the next one is... Do you know who John Cena beat at WrestleMania 20, uh, 21 for his first ever WWE world title? Well, that would be JBL. It certainly would. I, I almost mixed it up with um, the Big Show, but that was actually the year before for the US title. Which I can't remember. <laughs> Just <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Now, SummerSlam saw the first ever TLC match, but WrestleMania was host to TLC 2, obviously, and lots of fans remember that as a spectacular match. But what year was that TLC 2? Oh, sorry, what, be... which WrestleMania? Not what, oh, right. not what year? Uh, WrestleMania 17. It was. You're doing very well here. A few more to go. Right. Which WrestleMania? saw the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match? Oh, um, 
that'd be WrestleMania 24. Ooh, three years out. It was WrestleMania 21. I was oh, quite surprised, right. actually. I didn't realise it was that far back until uh, I checked. <laughs> <laughs> and can you name the venue for WrestleMania 20? Um, Madison Square Garden. That is correct. And our 10th and final question. What about the venue for WrestleMania 10? That would be Madison Square Garden again. I was trying to catch it out there with a bit of a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) But you're absolutely correct. Nine out of ten. That is impressive. I've got to say that's very impressive. And the one that you got wrong, well... I had to, uh, I actually had to research it to get there myself. So <laughs> nine out of 10, I, I got to say you, that is why you are the head analyst. That, that was quite impressive Mo. That's not too bad. Could have done and, better. I'm sure gags <laughs> would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly better than your effort at, um, the Royal Rumble. Let's, but let's, uh, say I'll never leave that one down. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think perhaps we should say no more about that one. Now, on the uh, the Pro Wrestling Index uh, Twitter handle, that's at uh, PW underscore index, uh, we put out a poll yesterday. Uh, which which uh, were your favourite sets of WrestleMania? Now, because we've had 32 WrestleManias to date, we put them out as uh, 1 to 8, uh, 9 to 16, 17 to 24, and then 25 to 32. And perhaps unsurprisingly, we we really did have quite a clear winner. In fact, um, I think it's <laughs> I think it's fair to say that our winner was running wild, brother. It opened up a can of whoopass and stopped it dry. And actually, it it beat them like a government meal. Uh, more, can you guess which set? were our clear winners with with over half the votes. It wouldn't be 17 to 24. <laughs> it, it certainly would be. Um, some absolute classics in there. Uh, lots of people picking out as particular favourites. and uh, Just some iconic moments, some iconic matches in there. I mean, would, would that have been your personal choice? I, I think they'd have to be, yes. Um, I do think that some of the more recent WrestleManias, uh, maybe not in the last couple of years, but um, certainly um, some of the late 20s and early 30 ones um, have been tremendous. But my big downer on those is that increasingly they've become nostalgia shows where, you know, some of the kind of feature stars and feature matches are more based around part-timers and, People that were stars, you know, yesterday, whereas those Attitude Era shows uh, were all about the here and now and really all about um, the guys that were you know, lighting things up on a full time basis um, there and then. You know, the only notable exception from that era, I suppose, is the match between Hogan and Rock. And that was um, a special match um, in its own right, real um, iconic moment in WrestleMania history. Um, but that, that was a rarity, whereas increasingly nowadays we're getting, um, you know, these guys, um, a lot of whom are, you know, getting on a bit, um, uh, putting in their once a year or twice a year appearances and, you know, dominating WrestleMania, 
um, at the expense of the younger guys. And, and that, that's why, um, you know, I'm, I'm slightly um, disappointed with the direction WrestleMania is taking in recent years because, you know, for me, it should be about um, the culmination of the biggest feuds and biggest matches and um, creating new stars. And, um, you know, it's the ideal platform to do that. And WWE doesn't use that opportunity anymore in that way. It's more about putting over your Shane McMahons, your um, Brock Lesnar's, Goldberg's, Triple H's, Undertaker's. And um, I just don't think that should be the case. It, you know, it needs to move on. It needs to take a bold new direction. And we're still waiting for that to happen. And until these guys really put over the younger talent um, in the right way, um, then... You know, it will continue to be a nostalgia show, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to be too negative because I'm, you know, greatly looking forward to the event. Um, but, you know, that, that, for that reason, I really can't say that um, the more recent years of uh, WrestleManias have, have been amongst the best. And that's why I'd have to go back to uh, that era from 17 to 24. Yeah, there was, we did have a, a couple of our <laughs> listeners that uh, were, I mean, very much on the nostalgia side of it. We're very, very keen on the, the earlier shows, you know, one to eight. Uh, and I've got to say, one of my favourite ever WrestleManias was WrestleMania 6. Uh, and a good friend of the show, Ali Thompson, <laughs> tweeted us and let us know that, yeah, for him, it's still WrestleMania 6 uh, as the, you know, as the best, as the best WrestleMania of all time for him. Um, it was a special show for me. I, I remember it so so vividly and i think that iconic moment of hulk hogan against uh ultimate warrior at that time the intercontinental title still meant a hell of a lot you know to see title versus title it, it was it felt special and it was uh it, it was a great event i mean is there any other ones i mean any thoughts on wrestlemania 6 as well but any other ones in that sort of that one to eight bracket the early ones that sort of catch your catch your eye um, I'd have to agree. I mean, WrestleMania six was, um, extremely memorable because, um, you know, all these stars that we grew up with, um, for people of our age, um, you know, they just, um, lit up that show. It was one of the most star studied WrestleManias of all time. Um, yeah, so many big, big stars, all time legends of the business, um, up and down that show. It wasn't a show that was full of great matches. You know, there were perhaps only, um, you know, arguably only one great match, but, uh, you know, for, you know, in terms of star presence and, um, large in life characters and, um, a really unique setting as well with 67,000, um, plus in this Tokyo, sorry, not Tokyo, the Toronto sky though. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a very memorable event for, um, you know, what we would have been just school kids at the time. And, uh, no, I'm sure that there are younger kids these days that, look at an event like last year's um, WrestleMania from Dallas in front of about 100,000 people in the same type of way. And, you know, just as we looked at the likes of Hogan and Warriors, these larger-than-life superstars, I'm sure that um, some of the youngsters out there um, look at the likes of uh, John Cena in the same way. Um, so, it, you know, it's all um, relative, I suppose, to um, different phases in your life. But um, that's one of the beauties of WrestleMania is that you grow up with it and, um, you know, you can associate certain memories from outside of wrestling um, with these types of events. And, um, you know, WrestleMania 6 also was uh, <laughs> the last year that Liverpool, you know, which we're both a fan of, won the, won the, uh, 
won the league title. And um, so nice. You had to go there, very, didn't you? You had to go there. It's a painful subject, but um, you know that that was a special year for us Liverpool fans. And um, you know we had Italian ninety and things like that. So you know that that was it. That was a great show um, in its own right. But you know when it came down to match quality and things like that, um, a lot of the re- later WrestleManias far exceeded um, the quality of that show. Uh, but still magical in its own right. Yeah, what one of my memories of that one as well is um, I'm trying to think of what they were called now. Andre the Giant and Haku. Um, the Colossal Connection. That was it. The Colossal Connection against uh, against Demolition and Demolition winning the the uh, the tag titles. Uh, I remember being very happy about that. But something that kind of stuck out for me, I mean, Bobby Heenan was fantastic that night. You know, he he was back and forth to the ring a few different times. He just an absolute star. He was he just he was so brilliant uh, as a manager. He's just uh, just superb. And one of the things I remember there it was it was when Andre the Giant turned on uh, on Bobby Heenan. And, and it was that site, it, was it that WrestleMania, I think, where they were all going back, when, when they all came out in the little miniature rings, those little carts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that now? That as an entrance? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, I love those little rings. Um, <laughs> and again, it just added to that star aura of these guys, these um, talents that were coming to the ring that, you know, they didn't walk to the ring. They were transported to the ring in mini rings. Um, it was just genius. It was, uh, I'm sure Vince McMahon came up with the idea and they were fantastic ideas. And in fact, it probably helped speed up the show because without those, I mean, imagine how long it would have taken Andre to get to the ring. You know, it would have taken an hour just uh, for his ring entrance, you know, without those things. So uh, just as well they had them. But um, no, that, 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 those were shows that, you know, um, really forged that kind of um, love affair for, um, some of us older fans with WrestleMania and, um, you know, all these years later, you know, we still um, anticipate and really look forward to the event. Um, no matter how jaded we are, um, no, no matter how cynical we might be about certain aspects of the build-up to the show or to the, about the shows themselves, um, you know, we still um, anticipate and look forward to these events. And, um, you know, just as, we have for all these years, you know, really looking forward again to uh, WrestleMania 33. Yeah, I, I think they should bring back them cards. I, I want to see Triple H come out and do his full um, whatever it's going to be this year. You know, Games of Thrones, his entrance, come out to the top of the ramp, do all that, and then have to stand in a little cart and wait two minutes while it wheels him to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Or John Cena getting all excited and then climbing a cart. <laughs> can John Cena <laughs> or Mojo Raleigh, that, that's, that's got to be the thing. Can kind of one of them little ring carts contain Mojo Raleigh? Oh, oh dear. Jumping up Sorry. the hand all the way. Yeah. Oh, maybe you could tip him over anyway. <laughs> right. So we also were asked via a the Twitter handle at PW underscore index. We asked some of the listeners, send us some of their favorite WrestleMania matches, their favorite WrestleManias. Uh, Monta Bohindi sent uh, into us his favorite WrestleMania was WrestleMania 10. And his favorite match being Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, the submission match at WrestleMania 13. Now more, I've got to say, 
I can't remember offhand a great deal about WrestleMania 10 other than a Bret Hart and Owen Hart having a cracking match, Owen Hart winning, then Bret Hart winning the title later that night. But, my God, how can I ever forget Bret Hart versus uh, Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13? One of the greatest matches I've ever seen. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. God, it was amazing. Um, no, the double turn was um, in-ring storytelling at its absolute finest. Uh, you really don't get storytelling um, of that caliber all too often, um, you know, in the history of the pro wrestling business. And that was um, you know, Bret Hart and Stone Cold at their absolute peak. Um, you know, to get somebody who's so beloved um, in Bret Hart and somebody who was quite low at the time in Austin, um, you know, walk into that match with those types of reactions and walk out with completely different reactions um, was genius on the part of both of the individuals and um, all credit to them. You know, it's not many people, even with that kind of storyline that could pull off um, getting and extracting those types of reactions from the fans. And it was all down to the quality of the work from both individuals. So, uh, you know, that, that was really, really one of the um, all time great WrestleMania matches. And um, as I say, um, in terms of storytelling in the pro wrestling ring, you really don't get much better than that. Yeah, it, it just such a tremendous match. And just like you say, you know, storytelling at its finest from both guys. Two of the, to my two favourites, I've got to say, my, my two favourites of all time, just great at what they did. Uh, Bret Hart's just incredible worker, such, he, he just so, so smooth. He made it, it just made it look effortless. Uh, just so, so good going back and watching them and I mean Hazim here says his uh, his favourite was uh, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle from Wrestlemania 21 even though he's got uh, Wrestlemania 30 as his favourite Wrestlemania one of the later ones but Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle Wrestlemania 21 you remember that much? Um, just about yes um, I remember um, the two having an amazing match um, I think at the time I rated it something like four and three quarter stars. I'm a star ratings guy, so I do give out star ratings for matches. And, um, you know, that would certainly put it amongst the very, very best WrestleMania matches of all time. Um, you know, Kurt Angle was pretty much at his peak still at that time. And, uh, Shawn Michaels had made that successful return, um, from his back injury. And, um, you know, he was, you know, well into his, um, post, uh, return career. And, um, you know, that, that was going fantastically well. And, um, you know, it was arguably the two best in-ring workers in the WWE going at it. And, uh, uh they pulled off a, an amazing match that night. And, um, as I say, once again, like the Bret Hart and Stone Cold match from 13, um, one of the best ever contests in the history of WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, 17 and 18, it seems to be a recurring theme. It's come up with a lot of people there. Very, 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 very uh, keen on that one. It's, you know, they're, they're both high on the list. Do they both rank up there for you? Oh, they do, yes. Um, you know, really um, high up the list. Very, very good. And, um, you know, it's um, it's difficult in a way because, you know, there's, there's so much competition. Um, you know, we're talking 30, 
32 years, I guess, um, over 33 events um, coming up after this weekend um, to compare against. And um, you know, over, the, over that time period, you know, we've been treated to some absolutely fantastic um, in-ring material. And um, you know, there's been great matches all the way going back to WrestleMania 3 with the first truly great WrestleMania match between uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat and um, Match Man Randy Savage, um, all the way up to, um, you know, a couple of the matches from last year's WrestleMania and all parts in between. You know, we've had um, in that time you know, a good two, three dozen, well, you know, several dozen uh, exceptional matches and um, you know, in that time as well, some very, very good shows. And uh, that, that's why WrestleMania is what it is. And that's why the talents that appear at WrestleMania, you know, step things up. And, um, you know, if, if you watched, um, you know, WWE 24, the um, WWE Network's show, um, you know, they've got um, one of their episodes from last year showing the behind the scenes stuff from uh, WrestleMania, from uh, WrestleMania 32. And um, you can see what it means to the people that appear at WrestleMania, not only just to appear on the show, but to, um, um, you know, all the work that goes into it, you know, in terms of the work in the weeks leading up to the show, also the journeys to get there. In some cases, those journeys last many, many years. And, you know, we had AJ Styles talking about um, all the many years that he worked so hard um, to eventually get into the WWE. And, um, you know, he said that um, you know, despite losing to Jericho in his match, um, at last year's WrestleMania, he still felt like a winner because of appearing on that big show. So um, that's what it means to the talents that are involved. And, uh, you know, it's um, worth it, all that sacrifice and the time that they give. Uh, and they really do sacrifice so much, believe me. Um, you know, for them, any talent to appear at WrestleMania is an honour and a privilege. And um, you know, that, that's why it's so special. And that's why... You know, these these talents, these men and women work so hard um, you know, once they get to that show. Yeah, it's certainly clear. I was watching uh, one of the, the network specials on you know, WrestleMania Monday, the, the you know, the roar after WrestleMania. And, and, and you can see how much it meant to people just to be there, you know, straight after WrestleMania. One thing being WrestleMania, being there as well, you know, that whole crowd and just just the whole atmosphere and being a part of all that weekend and just what it just what it means to the performers and it's it is quite humbling actually to 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 see them so so bowled over by the reactions and the crowd and the responses so i mean that that's a big thing now i think wrestlemania as much as it is a little bit disappointing in some of the direction as you mentioned that they've gone with you know so many part-timers rather than sort of focuses focusing on you know the guys that are here and now week in week out and the guys for the future uh, what's become more apparent in recent years is you know people making that you know that special effort to get across their crowds from all over europe and, and especially like you say you know the fans from the uk all over the uk giving it that kind of special atmosphere almost like it is a football match uh, and 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 you know, the, the wrestlers really, really seem to revel in it. They love it. Even the commentators love it. And, and it's it's just a, such a unique atmosphere, isn't it, when when you get such a diverse 
group of people together like that to to celebrate something that the everyone sort of enjoys oh totally yeah absolutely and um you know it's um you know a really special time and um my only real regret as a as a fan is that i've not been to wrestlemania as yet and i know so many people that have and um, i know quite a few that are over in Orlando right now, and um, you know, I can see their tweets and their Facebook updates. Um, you know, they're having a whale of a time out there, and it's um, you know amazing. As we talked about at the start of the show, how tens of thousands of people um, who all share a common um, love and appreciation for pro wrestling assemble in um, this particular location, whether it's Orlando or um, San Francisco, New York, wherever it might be, from one year to the next. And, um, you know, whether it's at WrestleMania or the many events or the, um, you know, WWE Fan Access, um, Hall of Fame, uh, whatever it is. I mean, they're just fans everywhere. And, um, you know, it leaves this um, real mark and, uh, you know, it's, it leaves them with stories to tell for years and years. And, um, now, you talk to fans that went to WrestleMania weekends from 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, and, you know, it, they'll tell you it's one of the most amazing times they've ever had in their entire lives. And, um, you know, that, that that's what makes the whole weekend so special. And um, you know, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, um, Trump's travel brand um, is blocked for another year. And if that is the case, then I'll be able to go to WrestleMania next year and um, I'm really hoping that that's the case and I can enjoy it um, if, if, uh, if only for the one time because um, you know, that, that's something that I've just kept waiting for far too long and it has to happen. So uh, hopefully next year will be that year. That w- would be a pretty incredible thing to do. I must admit it's, it's one of those things that eventually I would like to do, um, may- maybe with my kids, but um, <clears throat> not, not to, to step too far away from nostalgia then. Now, we've already mentioned WrestleMania 6. That is one of my absolute favorites. And right alongside it, I've got to say for me, is WrestleMania 17. And that that final match, that ending, you know, the the, the Rock and Austin, it was Rock and Austin 2 that, at that time, you know, their second um, meeting at, at WrestleMania. That was the night that Stone Cold turned and joined forces with Mr. McMahon. Now, I've got, I've got to say that that um, that uh, that really it it shocked me. I've got to say I was just I was in utter disbelief at the time. It was like what? It it just it, it was one of them probably one of the most shocking moments in WrestleMania. I'd say. Oh, it was absolutely um, <laughs> it almost the equivalent of John Cena. Um, I don't know turning on Nikki Bella this weekend and um, hooking up with Maurice and, uh, you know, walking out as a big heel. Nobody would expect that. Um, and um, it was just the type of thing that he would, it was just so unexpected because he was, you know, arguably the most over talent in the history of the WWE um, at that point in time. It was just crazy just how over he was. And, um, you know, for that to happen, it was just um, unbelievable. It wasn't good for business, let me tell you, because their ratings absolutely plummeted after the Austin Hill turn. Um, attendances started to drop off very quickly thereafter as well. Um, and I'm sure his merchandise sales 
suffered too. And his his T-shirt, the Austin 316, and all the other ones that he was coming out with were just selling like nobody's business. Um, so business-wise, not the smartest decision um, they've ever made. I could understand why they went with that as well, but um, you know, it, it was a bold thing to do. And um, you know, in retrospect, it's easy to say it was a mistake, but um, you know, at that time, um, it, it, it clearly felt like the right thing to do for the company. And I'm sure Austin agreed with um, that direction. Otherwise, the turn wouldn't have happened. But um, certainly, a, a shocker for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's. I've heard him say before that. They felt at the time he was going a little bit stale and he needed that, you know, just to freshen things up. But he quickly realised that it was the wrong thing to do and people just, they weren't having it. Um, they, they had him beat up JR just to try and get them to boo him. And and even then there was still, he was struggling to get the crowd against him. So, but w- what it did start was um, that different uh, different side of Austin's character. You know, he started the comedy bits, uh, him and Kurt Angle. I remember the whole, whole thing, you know, with the guitars, the singing, the cowboy hats. It, you know, it, it fed some great stuff later and, and really sort of opened up another niche in, in Austin's character. But um, absolutely, <laughs> at the time, wasn't probably wasn't the best thing to do. And they've all acknowledged it was it was the wrong thing to do. So when he eventually turned back, it, it was to uh, a raucous, raucous reaction. So, yeah, an absolute classic. Um, so what about yourself, though, Mo? I mean, is there a particular WrestleMania that you would rate as your favourite? I mean, there's plenty of competition, but I think that the one I'd have to pick out would have to be um, WrestleMania 19. Um, I thought that this was um, you know, a really memorable kind of event in that um, you know, we had that final match, that ending of that trilogy between Stone Cold, Steve Austin and The Rock. And I thought it was a, a great match. Certainly not as good as their match from a couple of years prior, but um, you know, nonetheless, a really, really special match. And um, you know, we had plenty more besides as well. You know, we had um, the uh, let's see, we had um, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Shawn Michaels, you know, Chris Jericho, classic match, wasn't it? That's right. And uh, you know, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. You know, it was unfortunate, really, wasn't it? I mean, there was that botched um, shooting star press by Brock, which was amazing for a man of that size to try that. And um, he nearly pulled it off. That would have been a perfect ending to that match. Up until that point, it was building fantastically well. And um, I thought that was a real shame that it just um, didn't quite work out um, with that final botched spot. But, um, you know, that, that was a shame. And then we had, you know, you know, some good star-studded talent throughout the show. Um, we had um, uh, Triple oh, H and Booker yeah. T and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan know, against 40, Mr. McMahon. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, Don't forget that. You know, so um, it had a bit of everything for me to that one. I mean, you know, WrestleMania 17 um, was, was a great match, a great show as well. You know, it had that fantastic main event. It had... Um, that amazing TLC contest as well. Um, but uh, some of the undercard stuff was pretty disappointing. Um, so as an overall show, um, it was a bit more up and down. Um, but um, 
Now, that's not to say that this show in WrestleMania 19 was the most consistent ever, but, uh, you know, certainly um, it had a bit of everything for me to this one. And so that's why for me, I, I'd go with 19. So, so what about your favourite ever WrestleMania match? Because uh, we've already spoken about Bret Hart, Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. That for me is is level with with my other favourite, and that is from WrestleMania 12, and that's the Iron Man match, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Uh, that was another example of absolutely exemplary storytelling, uh, just unbelievable uh, an unbelievable match. Uh, it's the, you know, almost to the second, it was just so perfectly uh, played out. Uh, just even to this day, I, I think it's you know we're talking twenty years on, and it's it's still one of the greatest I've ever seen. Oh, we have something to disagree over now. <laughs> um, oh dear. I, I found that match. I found that match to be quite boring. Um, I really didn't enjoy it. I thought it dragged um you know in large sections of that match and um you know 25 percent of that crowd that was in attendance that night left before the match finished um so it was three quarters four by the time that match finished um it, it just didn't do a great deal for me um i was so looking forward to that contest i thought my god arguably the two best workers in north america uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels going at it 60 minutes. You know, will this be like one of those classic Ric Flair 60 minute matches from the NWA in the 80s, um, like the ones he had with Ricky Steamboat, which were amongst the all time great matches? It just didn't live up to that at all for me. Um, and, um, it, it f- felt quite flat at the end. And, you know, it was great to see. You know, Shawn Michaels, you know, win the title and his, you know, title celebration was great and his entrance was very good as well. Uh, but everything in between just didn't really float my boat. But I can understand why he liked it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say I thought, I thought it was fantastically, it, it was well paced, but I thought it was, it, it was the slow burn. It was the way that they built it and built it and little bits here and there. And, it, and then even the overtime. And just the little tiny little thing, like the way Bret Hart left at the end, you know, to leave it open for for some for something else. I just maybe it's because I'm there's <laughs> always such a big Bret Hart fan. I I just thought it was a beautiful piece of storytelling. Yeah, no, I I could see where you're coming from, but um, no, for me it was just far too many dull spots in that match, and uh, no, it it really didn't quite hit its stride in the way that some of the great 60-minute matches I've seen, um, you know, from likes of Ric Flair and even in Japan, um, it, it didn't hit those heights for me. So um, it wasn't really um, quite at the level I would have hoped for. You know, I had really high hopes going into it, but it just didn't quite live up to them. But, um, I mean, as far as my favourite match, I think I'll probably have to go with the second Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels match. Um, I thought that the first match they had was unbelievable. Um, they, they just surprised me. I mean, in contrast to Shawn versus Brett from WrestleMania 12, I actually thought that Undertaker against Shawn Michaels would be a, a pretty good match. I didn't expect it to be a classic, though. 
And that's exactly what we got with their first match. But when they had the second match, I actually thought it was even better than the first. And I know there's people that are very split on that. You know, there are a lot of people that think the first one was better. But uh, the second one for me, um, you know, it had the benefit of playing off of uh, the first match. And um, you know, there were subtle kind of references back to that first match and certain spots that followed on from that first match. And so it had that added layer to it, you know, by benefiting from being the second match. And um, I thought it was just incredible, absolutely incredible. And um, you know, it, just one of the all-time great matches for me. And uh, it, it's a tough one, though, as I said earlier. You know, there have been so many great matches. You know, you could pick out any of, you know, any couple of dozen matches. And, um, you know, there's a good argument to be made for why that one in particular is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And again, that, that's what makes WrestleMania as an event over its 32-year tenure um, such a special occasion. Yeah, I've got to agree in, in terms that I thought the uh, the second uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker match was better than the first, so we'll certainly agree on that one. And, well, hopefully hopefully we'll get another contender this weekend. So that, that will really sort of wrap things, uh, you know, ramp things up that bit more for us. Um. Before we go, though, more. if I was to ask you for, say, three big predictions then for, for WrestleMania, what would you be, what would they be from you then? You know, maybe a surprise appearance from someone uh, or a, a plot twist, someone turning, um, maybe even a, a match of the night that we weren't expecting? Um, yeah, I'd like to think that there will be a, a turn, but I feel that, they're trying to save some of that more for the next night and um, tell more of the stories um, on Raw rather than on, on, on the pay-per-view. And increasingly, we do get more of that these days than was the case in the past where you know, they'd save the more momentous stuff for the pay-per-views, the shows that people paid for. But you know, WrestleMania is a free event. I mean, if you're not a subscriber, you, know, you can subscribe to the WWE Network right now and have a 30-day free trial and get WrestleMania for free. Um, so it, it's not the same as it was before. Um, but in terms of three uh, predictions, I would say that um, the first is a very obvious one. Um, Brock Lesnar will become the new Universal Champion. I think that's almost a lock. I'd be absolutely shocked if it's anything other than that. Um, the second one is... Um, I expect um, a surprise reappearance in the SmackDown women's match. Um, and I'm just going to put the name of Kelly Kelly out there. Um, it was a favorite amongst some um, when she was in the not WWE. Not for wrestling. Uh, not for wrestling, but certainly for other things. Um, <laughs> and um, my third prediction is that um, we will have a very confusing commentary situation. and. Um, you know, commentary will be um, not not uh, quite at the levels of um, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, you know, in their pomp at WrestleMania's past. I don't know how many commentators we'll have, whether it's four, five, six, seven, eight, um, but I'm sure that however many there are, um, some of them will be talking over each other and um, you know, they'll, they'll certainly not be quite as cohesive in the commentary. So, so that's a pretty crappy kind of prediction, but it's an obvious one. And, 
as far as everything else, um, I, I don't think there's going, going to be a huge amount of surprises. I really don't. Um, and, and again, that's part of the downside of uh, WrestleMania, that uh, I think a lot of it's pretty predictable, even at this stage. Yeah, well, one from me is I, I think we will see uh, John Cena pop the question. I think that's coming. And I think if Roman Reigns and Undertaker goes on last, I do think we could see, if not the turn, then the absolute sort of indication of the turn. But if it's Brock Lesnar and Goldberg that go on last, I've got this funny feeling that we might get um, something along the lines of um, a few years ago, two, three years ago with Seth Rollins and that the the guy who's holding up the title at the end might not be the guy who, uh, sorry, the guy who's holding up the title at the end of the match might not be the guy who's the champion actually coming out of the event. Um, I, I just wonder whether they're going to try and throw something, a big massive curveball in there somewhere along the lines, just to really sort of shake things up ready for Monday night. So, so there you go. There's, there's some predictions for you. Uh, more just before we, uh, before we go last word on WrestleMania, then um, I, I know, as we said many times, you know, we, we do as our, have our reservations of the direction and, and some of the build, but in general, are you excited for Sunday night? It's freaking WrestleMania, of course. <laughs> um, you know, whatever you know goes on in the TV in the weeks leading up to it, you know, it, it's such a special event now. The WWE will make a show of it. I mean, whether the matches are as great as they should be, whether the outcomes of those matches are what we're hoping for, you know, it will be a spectacle. It will be um, unlike anything else we'll see from any other form of entertainment or sport and throughout this year. And, and that's why it's a special show. That's why, why it's a special event. That's why we look forward to it. That's why thousands of pound, thousands of people from all around the world travel to WrestleMania, wherever it takes place and, um, you know, spend a lot of money um, to um, be there and to say that I was there. And I'm hoping that, you know, myself, maybe you, Andy, maybe our, um, leader of AI gags himself um, can be at WrestleMania 12 months from now, enjoying it live and in living color. Yeah, that would be great. And, and absolutely. Yeah. Um, we might have our reservations about some of the storylines, about some of the TV, the general direction of things at times, but yes, WrestleMania is an unbelievable spectacle uh, and it really, really is. It is just a spectacle to behold and nobody does that quite like the WWE. So it might not be as as brilliant as some as, as some of the previous ones, but it will still be memorable. You can bank on that. So, guys, I'm sure you'll tune in. I'm absolutely certain that you will tune in. You'll watch it, and whatever your thoughts are, do share them with us on Twitter at pw underscore index because uh, we will be back next week to talk all about WrestleMania the whole weekend. Our thoughts break down everything. We'll be back next week to do that. But until then, from us here at the PW, at the Pro Wrestling Index, right here on the Anfield Index uh, Wrestling Channel, thank you so much for listening. My thanks to more Chatter for being here. But from me, Andy Wales, it's good night.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.